Hi, I'm Shadowsbub. I'm a writer and community leader on the Steam platform. What is Steam, you ask? It's a growing ecosystem of apps, dApps, and interfaces where you can create content, form community, and even earn some of the cryptocurrency called Steam. Life thrives on variety. I write variety, bringing my voice to a range of topics and genres. Join me as I share with you for your listening pleasure. Helping others gives Christmas meaning for me. Christmas seems to bring the urge to gift others out in most people. Often it's a desire to gift others who are less fortunate. I've had the pleasure of being able to run a program for several years now which helps the less fortunate at Christmas. I didn't start the program. That started over 40 years ago. Permit me to share the story. Back in the 70s, a retired nurse, Buff, who had served as a nursing sister during the Italian campaign of World War II, moved into my community. She'd been an officer during the war, serving in forward aid stations under conditions I'd hardly be able to imagine. I first met Buff shortly after I joined the local Canadian Legion. Stopping into the branch one Friday evening, I was invited to join her table. In those days, if you were a Legion member, you were either a veteran or the child of a veteran. She asked me what unit my father served with. When I responded, the next question was to ask me what troop ship he had gone into Italy on. When I didn't know the answer to what apparently seemed to be a basic question, she directed me to find out. This is my first experience with the formidable, direct manner Bob lived her, her life with. I did as directed, returned the next week with the answer. I was surprised to see her face light up when I told her. Turned out, my dad was on the troop ship that plucked Buff and her fellow nursing sisters from the Mediterranean after they'd been sunk by the Germans. My dad's presence on the ship apparently became the basis of a friendship that would last until she passed. When Buff saw needs in the community, action happened. She saw a need for a place in the community where seniors could drop in and socialize. A drop-in was established. She saw a need for some of those seniors to receive regular phone calls where volunteers would check in to make sure the senior was okay. A committee of volunteers was established for the Friendly Calling Program. Buff saw a need for low-income members of the community to receive a hamper of food at Christmas time to make that time of year a little bit easier. She tasked the Legion with the program, running it herself each year and establishing the principles that it still operates with some 42 years later. There are two guiding principles for the families. No matter what choices the parents make, the hampers about the kids getting a better Christmas. For the seniors and singles, life's hard enough. Christmas needs to be a bit easier. A couple of years after starting the program, Buff had established a team she would work with until she was no longer able to run the program. One of the people, Don, was also a World War II veteran. He was a dispatch rider during the war, serving in the European theater. He returned from oversight overseas to the home he and his wife bought after they were married where he farmed and raised a large family. In my books, Don was a pretty special guy. He was deeply involved in the local Anglican church and he lived his faith. He didn't preach it. I became the branch president the first time in 1990, following Don. He served as the immediate past president on my executive. I admired Don and looked to him not only as the guardian of the branch's corporate history that, that wasn't reflected in meeting minutes, but I saw him as an example to emulate of service to the branch and to the community. Don took over the hamper program after Buff was no longer able to run it. I took it over from him when his time came to step down. 
Don still showed up every year, would ride on the school bus that is donated each year to collect the toys from the giving tree. More on that later. Don passed away earlier this year after having suffered a stroke on Remembrance Day of 2017. One lady who worked with Buff was Barb. 39 years later, she's still working with the program. The sole surviving member of the group who worked with Buff. In a sense, she is the thread that still ties the history of the program together. While the Legion runs the program, it's a community program. Churches, local council, firefighters, service groups, businesses, and individuals collect food items, cash, and toys during the months of November and December. The collections are brought to the branch where the organization and assembly takes place. Any low-income member of the community can receive a hamper. They just need to sign up or a member of the community lets us know about the family. Starting the 1st of November, I spend about six hours a week available to receive sign-ups. Each recipient is asked to bring ID, proof of income, and proof of address. When I sign up a family with children, each child is registered for the Giving Tree. The Giving Tree program is run countywide from an area mall. A wish list is completed for each child. The list attempts to capture what the child likes and would want for Christmas. The sheets are then taken to the tree and a card is put on the tree for shoppers to select. They shop for the child, bring the gifts back to the tree. Gifts are then directed back to the original agency for distribution to the families. The local organizer said they looked after toys for about 1,300 children across the county in 2018. While the program is there to help, there are always some who will attempt to get more than their fair share. The most common method of gaming the system is to sign up more than, at more than one program. Each group in the county works together to direct applicants to their home area to apply and groups share information with each other. The year this coordination started, it was estimated about 600 hampers across the county were identified as duplicates going to individual homes. This not only puts a strain on resources, it contributes to a lack of confidence amongst those who donate that their donations are being put to good use. Last year, that number was down to about a dozen. When I first started doing the sign-ups, some of the locals tried to game the program. I took it as a test of how closely the change in leadership was watching the program. One of the tricks was to have two people from the same household sign up with different last names. One made the mistake of trying the trick on the same day. The first one came in early, the second one toward the end of the day. As I was signing the second one up, I realized I'd written some of the same information down earlier. I went through the sheets for that day and pulled the one with the duplicate info on it. I showed it to the applicant and asked who the person on the sheet was. With not a flicker of shame, he calmly answered it was his brother, and then hastened to tell me that they live in the same apartment, but they keep everything separate because they don't get along. While he was telling me his tale of woe, I nodded like I was sympathizing. When he was done, I informed him. Sounds like you two need to reconcile. Christmas is a great time to do that. One hamper per household. Work it out. Sometimes it can get frustrating dealing with some of the recipients who access the program every year. Some of them adopt an attitude of entitlement that if I didn't stay focused on the guiding principles would really make me rather jaded. If I let that happen, I'd likely miss the opportunities to make a difference in another family's Christmas. One of the first examples I had of that was during the transition year between Don and I. At the start of the program, he'd given me a list which he said would have hampers set up for, even if they didn't sign up. They were set up and filled along with the ones that had been signed up. 
As distribution was going on, I came to the conclusion that the following year the auto list would be discontinued, as I kept running up against phones not in service or people having moved. I almost rethought the decision when one of the group came in to pick up a hamper. As she was signing for it, she commented she thought they were going to be okay until her husband received a layoff notice. She was sitting trying to figure out how to make Christmas happen when my call came. She was almost in tears as she talked. Don and I looked at each other. I looked down at the list and saw they were a large family and our turkeys were on the small side. Two turkeys went to the household. During the Afghanistan war, while I was doing sign-ups, I learned the mother-in-law of one of our fallen from Quebec was going to be hosting the family. I often chat with recipients during the sign-up, keeping it casual, but gathering information. When she mentioned the circumstances, I asked about the family. Learned how many children and their ages. Their hamper contained lots of homemade Christmas treats, gifts for the kids, quilt for the widow, and something extra for their hostess. After all, we're legion, and service to our veterans is important. I finished spending the hours at the branch for sign-ups at the end of November. There are inevitably stragglers right up until the last hamper goes out the door. The planning is done to cover as many of those as possible. Since storage is a premium in the branch, we don't accept food donations until after our annual silent auction takes place the first Sunday in December. John, who has become an important part of the team, takes charge with the food as it comes in. He gets a group of guys together and they sort the food as it arrives. That organization has been key to the speed we're actually able to assemble the hampers. What used to take most of a week is done in a few hours. The county has a centralized depot where food manufacturers send surplus for distribution to food banks and programs like ours. John organizes a trip to the depot to pick up whatever they have available. About a week before hamper assembly, John and I survey the food which has, has arrived. We're checking for certain staples like tea, coffee, peanut butter, soup, pastas, etc., which will help the family get through the Christmas period. We then sit down and decide the other items needed for the Christmas dinner portion of the hamper. The order goes to the local grocer. This year, we ordered in dressing mix, sugar, cranberry sauce, gravy, bread, onions, carrots, potatoes, and margarine. Households with singles or couples received a gift card from the local grocer for them to buy meat, and families of three or more received turkeys. A local fruit market donated bags of apples. Churches collect food, the township and some businesses put out boxes for people to drop food and donations in. The local fire department did a food drive on the Saturday before at the local grocer and veterinarian clinic. The local grocer makes up bags of uh, food staples which people can buy to donate to the drive. They went through the 200 bags they'd made up during the drive. By this point, the gifts from the giving tree are awaiting pickup. I contact the driver who in turn arranges for the school bus from the local school bus firm and a couple of helpers. The current driver took over from his late father who had done the run for many years. The current driver is the great nephew of the man our branch is named in honor of, a World War I hero. Assembly and distribution starts a few days before Christmas. This when Barb and her partner arrive. By then, I've entered all the data I collected into a spreadsheet along with the details of what each family will receive, a bread, turkey, or gift card, and if they're picking up the hamper or if it is being delivered. The sheet's sorted on the address field and then the hamper numbers are assigned. We automatically set up the two seniors' residents for delivery, and there are usually some others who can't arrange for a ride to pick up their hamper that we will deliver.
I merge the data into a series of lists. The first one goes to Barb. It shows her the hamper number, giving tree number, makeup of the family, and any notes about special needs. For example, this year we had a lady who signed up her family two weeks post-op from heart surgery. I was able to arrange for a quilt for her from a local quilting group. Another quilting group provides quilts for each child one year and younger. The boxes are set up and each box is coded with the information from the list I give Barb. When the giving tree items arrive, someone checks the bags brought in against the giving tree list, making sure there are gifts for each registered child and they are cross-referenced to the correct hamper. While that's going on, I'm creating three more lists. The first is an alphabetical list of all recipients showing me all the data on each recipient. This is my master list. When each recipient is crossed off the list, the program is finished. The other two lists are set up showing name, address, phone number, and an area for each recipient to sign. One list is all those to pick up their hampers. The other list is all those receiving delivery, making sure each delivery route has their own set of pages. Next, the gift cards are numbered and sorted into delivery and pickup. The delivery cards and list are placed in a bag for each route ready to go. Emails are sent to everyone receiving delivery, followed by phone calls to notify them to expect delivery the following afternoon. In the weeks leading up to this point, several people have made inquiries about the assembly schedule and then offered to help. The only people who are turned down when they offer are recipients. The morning for assembly starts at 9 a.m., and a nice-sized group of Lions Club members, Legion members, Rotarians, and community members are present and ready to fill the waiting boxes under Barb's watchful eye. By noon, all 75 hampers are filled and ready to go. Those staying around to help with deliveries have some lunch, and then the vehicles are loaded. The two seniors residents are the first two loads going out. Their hampers are grouped together in hamper numbering, so I just have to say hamper XXX to YYY. Go out on this load. The last load gets distributed to different places in the community. While those deliveries are going on, I now send out emails and make phone calls to those for pickup, informing them they can come the next day between 9 and 5 to pick up their hamper. With any luck, they will all be picked up that day. The challenge is keeping order so that the right hamper goes out with the right family. Each recipient has to check in with me to sign for the hamper. I then call out the hamper number along with the giving tree number and any other details needed, like if the hamper gets a turkey or gift card. Volunteers take a cart to pick up the hamper. Another one gets the giving tree and extra items before taking the hamper to the two guys at the back door, loading the vehicle, which should be backed up there by then. By keeping an eye on which hamper is at which point in the process, we avoid confusion. About 35 hampers were delivered. The remaining hampers for pickup still had three to go at 5.30 at the end of the day. The recipients had to come and get them from the bar steward the next day. Challenges aside, thanks to the team of volunteers and the generous hearts of members of the community, 98 adults and 50 children have had a nicer Christmas this year. For me, one of the reasons I like taking this job on each year is that it gives meaning to Christmas for me. When the program's finished, that's Christmas for me. It also seems to be the reason I never have trouble getting enough volunteers for the program. Others feel they want to give to others at Christmas. You've been listening to Shadows Bob share her writing with you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and will join me for future segments. You can find me as Shadows Bob on Steam, Medium, Minds, and Tribe. 
You can also connect with me on Discord, where I have created Rambling Radio in the Ramble Discord server. The link is in the profile. Leave me a note if you have any questions or comments. Until next time, it's all about community.